<sighs> Today from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, John Trumpel. Uh, and I'm, I'm your co-host, too. I'm Darren. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing this thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I guess we're kind of you know, give him a peek behind the curtain about how we feel about this episode right off the bat. It's, um, yeah. This is, uh, as you said on Twitter, this is a thing that was on TV. It was. It was televised. Uh, It was also live streaming uh, globally on YouTube, which is the first time SNL has ever done that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's a bit of a milestone for the show in that way. Um, if uh, you didn't read the description before you start listening, we're talking about uh, the Elon Musk, Miley Cyrus episode from May 8th, 2021, season 46, episode 18. Yeah, this is uh, this was a big episode. I mean, not I mean, because of the guest host and honestly, yeah, this is probably like one of the most controversial guest hosts the show has had in a, in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was all over the, the Twitter sphere. It was trending and buzzing and buzz feeding and whatever buzzwords people are using these days. It was a uh, it was a big one. I mean, just because it's a uh, you know Elon Musk is a super crazy rich billionaire. Uh, a lot of people are like, including us. Why yeah. is he hosting? He's not a performer. He's he doesn't work in the field of entertainment in any capacity. And, um, yeah, I think like we said before, and and he's had some horrible hot takes on things. He has, he has. Anti-union, the COVID denying, the, you know. Yeah, he has had those things, hasn't he? And, um, and I think we said before where, or I said before where, yeah, they've, SNL has had guest hosts who aren't in their entertainment field and they're, that's fine. They've done okay. But usually those people are a little bit more charismatic and they, you know, personable and they have little energy and charisma and charm that to win over the audience and uh elon musk does not have that yeah uh, not so much so why is he hosting and uh the only thing i could think of is it's another tweet i put out is that elon musk walked up to lauren and said hey have me host saturday night live and i'll save you a seat on the rocket ship with the other billionaires so we'll you know when we escape this planet earth when this planet becomes uh, uninhabitable and I, I'm, that's the most plausible scenario I can think of. It seems plausible. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. So Elon Musk got to host uh, this episode and Lauren now has a, um, a penthouse on Mars uh, coming, yeah. coming up for him. That's the, that's the only thing that makes sense, John. True, true, true. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, before, before we wade into the show, we should, maybe we should just chat a little bit. We, yeah, we we actually got together. We actually got together and had lunch on Friday. We did. The the dynamic duo that is us, we, we saw each other like face to face, a couple of silver spoons. For for more than five minutes. It was crazy. Yeah. So that that was cool. I well, I was like almost like, oh, I almost forgot how to do this. Yeah, but we saw each other's faces. Yeah. Sans mask. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Because we were like eating and stuff. Yeah, it was bonkers. Uh I'm this is probably the first you're hearing about it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised. You know, the paparazzi, we weren't sworn by them. And, you know, because, you know, we're, we're a big deal, of course. Sure. The uh, SNL podcast world. 
But uh, yeah, dude, it was so good to see you again. I was like, hey, yeah, but it was fun. It was fun. I'm glad we did that. We should, uh, you know, make a point of doing that a little more often. Darn tootin', I miss us. Yes, <laughs> I miss us. And uh, yeah, it was a beautiful thing. And uh, this upcoming Saturday, I am going to get my second COVID shot or, or uh, vaccine. I'm, just, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not getting injected with COVID. I'm getting my second vaccine shot. So um. Uh, next episode, would I'll be a totally vaxxed man. Yeah. Because every girl's crazy about a full vaxxed man. Vaccine my arm. Okay, I'm sorry. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, dude, like, uh, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not ex- quite sure what to expect. Like how I'll feel afterwards because I know it affects people differently. Some people said they felt fine. Other people were out for the down for the count for days. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how either fine or incredibly sleepy and achy I am on the next episode. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. We'll we'll get to experience your uh, all your symptoms and after effects in real time. That's right. Place your bets now, people. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> That was fun. And uh, oh, of course, uh, we're recording this on Mother's Day. So just a quick little uh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank thank you to all the moms for all the things that you do, all the mom things and, and all the non-mom things, too. Yeah. Sometimes you do dad things and that's but they're the mom things, too. So just God bless all the mothers out there. You, you make this crazy world go around. Yeah. So, um so, is there anything else you want to talk about other than this episode? Uh, like every other thing in the world, but uh, I mean, this is this is the 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 Faustian bargain that we made when we yeah. decided to do an SNL podcast. I, I mean, I I desperately want to just shit can this whole episode and talk about anything else. Uh, I saw a couple episodes of that damn Michael Che. That was those were good. I have I haven't gotten to check that out yet. How'd you like it? I did. I le- I've only seen the first two episodes so far, but yeah, so far so good. It's kind of, it reminds me of Chappelle show a little bit. It's um, okay. a lot of uh, sketches. It's kind of woven together with one big theme throughout. Um, you know, it, it kind of gives a little insight into who Michael Che is and like what he's gone through and whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah. So far so good. I, I dig it so far. Cool. Cool. Okay. I look yeah, forward yeah. to uh, checking it out. Oh, and also um, another thing I've seen, because we're trying to, you know, prolong or prolong delay the inevitable. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, uh, yesterday I end up watching um, the Kristen Wiig, Amy Mumolo movie, uh, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Uh, how is that? Uh, it's actually funnier than I thought it'd be. Oh, it's, well, uh, that's good. That's a yeah, yeah. surprise. Yeah, like I because I'm because I mean when, when I saw ads for it, the advertising department didn't really do it justice. Yeah. The ad for it looked kind of like, I don't know, what is this about? And then yeah, you you sent the trailer to me, and you were like, oh, "Do you want to do this for the show?" And I was like, "This trailer looks awful to me, so <laughs> no, I think I I would not like this." And then we talked about how they made that appearance on the uh, Golden Globes award, and that just further solidified not yeah. wanting to see it. Yeah, because that was that was rough. So but so I, why why'd you end up watching it? I was still kind of curious about it, and I was like, "Well." It's, this, I mean, I don't know. They, they, they're the same people that wrote Bridesmaids, and I like Bridesmaids. So let's uh-huh. dive into this. So, and I watched it, and I, I enjoyed it. It's, um, it's not like Bridesmaids at all. It's more, the humor is more like absurd, silly, 
like I would compare it like a lot of times it kind of reminded me of, you know, maybe Austin Powers or Zoolander mm-hmm. or, or even um, like Anchorman. Like it has that type okay. of feel to it where it's just like absurd nonsense kind of happening throughout. But like it does have some heart to it. And uh, I, I got a kick out of it. I'll, I will. Okay, well, cool. Well, maybe was, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's more like if you're, I don't know, it was more enjoyable than I thought it'd be. And, uh, you know, uh, Kristen Wiig and Amy Mumolo, or or Mumolo, they do a good, or Annie Mumolo, sorry. They do a good job of sort of, you know, balancing their characters. Because I think they know, like, a little too much of their characters is a lot. Like, you know, their they're, mm-hmm. they're high-pitched voices and whatnot. So they... They yeah, kinda... yeah. When you have a real extreme character, a little goes a long way, right? So they do dial it back a few places here and there, but but uh, yeah, for the most part, I did enjoy it. It's it's a nice silly. It was a nice, fun, silly comedy. I dug cool, it. Cool, cool. All right, all right. So, uh, any any final words before we we do this? <sighs> let's 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 get through this. Let's uh, <laughs> you know, I mean. You know what? What once this episode is behind us, we will not have to talk of this again. Yes. Um, let's see. I'm looking at my first note from last night. Uh, my first note reads: Is it wrong that I'm hoping the Chinese rocket lands on 31? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that. That'll give you a a good feel for my level of anticipation for this episode. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, cold open, <laughs> cold open. We hit. We had uh, Miley Cyrus singing a song for Mother's Day. It was a song from uh, Dolly Parton. What's what's the name of that song? I had it here somewhere. Dolly Parton. Um, uh, hang on. It's a uh, light of a uh, clear blue morning. Uh, yeah, and and apparently uh, Dolly Parton is actually Miley Cyrus's godmother, which I had no idea of. I think I knew that, but like. When I heard her say it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It it reminded me. Um, So she was singing that, and that was uh, interspersed with uh, the cast members welcoming their mothers, as they usually do on Mother's Day. That's that's a nice tradition, I think. Yeah, it is. Like, uh, I mean, this cold open, I I can't hate on it. You'd have to be a real monster, too. But, yeah, it is very sweet. I mean, especially since all we've gone through and people have been separated from their parents and their moms. It is very lovely to see you know, uh, each cast member come out with their mothers and share mm-hmm. some lovely words. I think at one point, Cecily Strong had her mom out. Yeah. And she said, like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. And the mom was like, all right, Cecily, it's time to, uh, you know, say the joke, you know, that's on the cue card. And yeah. Cecily was like, I can't. And she was, like, so happy to see you. It was, like, a very... Yeah, that was, that was that was cute. And, you know, it's it's also kind of fun to see, like, what everybody's moms looks like and and how close they look to their offspring like i mean uh ad bryant her and her mom have the exact same smile i thought yeah, that was cool yeah that they're like eerily like similar in yeah two peas in a pod them um you know i i didn't like the miley cyrus song i i still just do not like her voice um it's a it's an acquired taste i will admit i i, I just do not think she is a good singer it's like a kind of nasally, smoky, yeah. ra- raspy type of very voice. nasally. It just very it just irks me. No, I, I'll I'm with you there. I mean, she sings fine, but I know like that she has her diehard fans, and people are like, oh, like it's weird. Like I've like I've gotten from friends of mine who's you know 
who like who who I respect as far as like their taste in music say mm-hmm. like no Miley Cyrus is amazing she's really good like no her cover of such and such and so so is really good and I've listened to it and I'm like it's all right why is everybody sweating yeah I, I I just do not get the the Miley Cyrus love uh, she, yeah. she just does not work for me I've given her a try she is just not for me man yeah it's a quiet um, taste yeah it's yeah. it's fine but uh yeah as far as cold opens go. I thought this was okay. It's very much, um, you know, each cast member brings out their mom. They say a few jokes written on the on the cue cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I liked at one point how Heidi brought out her mom, and they were doing the, the their little banter. And Heidi mm-hmm. said, and then Heidi says, and they didn't write a joke for me. Oh, great! Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was real for a minute. I was like, what? <laughs> did they <laughs> yeah. not? They didn't forget about Heidi altogether. Um, I, I liked it that they had Lauren Holt and Punky Johnson double up in a two shot with their moms. It was just like, oh, you two are just featured players, so you can't be <laughs> in a single shot with your mother's head. Yeah. Um, it just, I, I, that was just a funny indicator of like, you know, what their status is on the cast yeah. right now. Yeah, you guys double up. You share like, uh, like roommates. <laughs> yeah. Like you're sharing an apartment. You don't rate yet. Um. Uh, you know, I also enjoyed that this did not feature Elon Musk. Yes, this is, and this is like the only thing throughout the show that didn't feature Elon Musk. And that's another thing that kind of caught me off guard too, where I think we probably mentioned it on an earlier show where we're like, well, because Elon Musk isn't a, you know, a performer, maybe they'll just have him in a few sketches here and there and they'll have like mm-hmm. a lot of sketches with just the cast. Not only did they not do that, it seems like they doubled up and had him in even more throughout the show. Like he was in every sketch, every pre-tape, and on Weekend Update. I was like, "Why are we getting so much Musk?" It was a lot of Musk. Too much Musk. Musk. Too much um, Musk. Yeah. Um, Too so much. Uh, next we have the monologue with Elon Musk. He comes out and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, as expected, he's he's rather stiff because you know he's not a performer. He was. You know, very, very awkward, um, you know, kind of like. Like us? (laughs) Well, not not like us, like like us, but more so. Um, The the Facebook CEO guy, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Like, remember when Mark Zuckerberg made a cameo on the show? And even even by non-actor standards, he was he was bad. Yeah, exactly. And this was just that like you you get to see immediately that he's not a performer in any way. His uh mm-hmm. I don't it's, it's something about like maybe his cadence or the way he, he has talks. an odd cadence an odd way of speaking and it's, it's almost like an accent but not quite and yeah. Yeah, I mean I think that's well he is from South Africa, so maybe that's it mm-hmm. a little bit. I uh, know he yeah. like he he grew up in South Africa and then he I think he spent like a, a good amount of time in Canada. So maybe uh-huh. it's that South African Canadian accent. And also yeah. he always has like a weird kind of smirk on his face too. Like, I don't know if it's like, he, he, he gives up this real smug vibe. Yeah. I don't know if that's just his resting, which is, which is rather off putting. Yeah. I don't know if that's just his, how his face looks, how his, his resting face looks every day. Yeah. But still, it's, it, it don't help when you have that personality, that cadence to your voice in that face. And I think, yeah, I think the writers kind of knew that. So that's why they were really trying to kind of make him more endearing and likable. Like they were saying, oh, hey, I have Asperger's. Oh, uh, I'm just trying to make the world better, man. I'm just trying to get us, yeah. to, get us to Mars. And oh, hey, here's my mom. Isn't she, isn't she nice? Yeah. Like, I gotta, yeah. like it, it's weird when they try to make, you know, like billionaires kind of more 
you know, likable. You're and, just like us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Part of me, maybe I've just been watching too many comic book movies, but whenever they do something like that, it's like, it kind of, I kind of have pause. It's like, it kind of reminds me of like when uh, Kingpin was talking to the press in that one episode of Daredevil, trying mm-hmm. to be relatable to the people. It's like, hey, you know, I had it rough. I'm Kingpin. I grew up with the, you know, abusive father, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly people were like, hey, Kingpin's not so bad. Like, yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of that. I don't know if it, maybe it's just me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there there was some self deprecation there. You know, he said like I'm I'm the first person with Aspergers to host SNL, or at least the first to admit it. Uh, I had no idea he had Aspergers. And I was I like, oh, okay, well that makes uh, a certain amount of sense. Yeah. Uh, although uh, Dan Aykroyd recently revealed that uh, he has Aspergers. So right. So that's yeah. So. I guess technically, because he did host in 03, so technically, he yeah, used to, yeah. But he, so, but he didn't admit it as, uh, not, Musk. yeah, not on the show. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, Chris Rock also has admitted that he's on the spectrum. He's he's been tested and. Oh really? I didn't. Know. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh shit! So hmm. there is some precedent for that. Um, A stand-up comedian with the. Okay, one who's, who's awkward and has trouble relating to people. Yeah, that never happens. Well, yeah, that's a unicorn. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this cold open. I, I uh, it's it was it was a. It, I mean, no monologue, not cold open. The cold open. Mm-hmm. I thought was the cold open. I thought was sweet because it's everybody's mom, so I can't hate on it. The yeah. mono, this monologue was, was very it felt very awkward. Yeah, it was awkward. I mean, I was expecting it to be awkward. Uh, you know, there were a couple lines like, you know, he said, I'm I'm pretty good at running human in emulation mode. And he said, I, I reinvented electric cars and I'm sending people to Mars in a rocket ship. Did you think I was going to be a chill, normal dude? Uh, those were okay. That that O.J. Simpson joke, though. I was yeah, just what like, the fuck was that? What was that? Yeah. It's 2021. We're still doing O.J. jokes. Uh, that was just weird, you know, and I, I just, uh, I found that in, in bad taste. I mean, yeah, OJ did host the show uh, back in 78, apparently, not 79. Yeah. Uh, he did not host in 1996. That was, he was up to other things in 1996. Um, yeah, he he was had a busy year. Um, I mean, is that just, he just, was that just him throwing out OJ for all the people who thought that he would be the worst host ever in SNL? And he's like, "Oh no, OJ hosted, so I'm I'm not. I didn't murder anybody that you know." I don't know. When, if if you have to go to like, hey, at least I'm not somebody who did a double homicide. <laughs> and it feels like you've already lost that argument when that's the comparison you have to make. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like OJ symptoms, like what the? Uh. Yeah. Woo! So uh, you know, not not the greatest monologue. He he brought his mom out too. That was. Yeah, that was sweet. I guess she's also not a performer. Yeah, yeah. You know uh, that was that was fine. You know he was trying to humanize himself a bit, I suppose. And yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah. So I will leave it to people's individual perceptions if he succeeded in that or not. Um, uh, but you, I think you guys know where we stand on that. It was. Mm. It, it was a thing that existed. Uh, and speaking of things that is that existed, uh, Gen Z Hospital. Um, guys, I, 
I mean this with all sincerity, no hyperbole. This was one of the worst sketches SNL has ever done. This, this was dire. This was. Uh, this was. I mean, it was. It was a bunch of the cast members. They're they're in a hospital waiting room. They're in multicolored wigs and stuff, and they're just doing all these Gen Z catchphrases. They're like, "Hey, is Bestie gonna be okay?" And and you know, and then and Elon Musk comes out as the doctor in this fake beard, and he's using Gen Z slang. Yeah, I mean th- that's real. It's the. All right, I get that this is like a very simple premise for a sketch. It's yeah. like, oh, it's like um, General Hospital, but it's Gen Z Hospital, and everybody mm-hmm. in the hospital is Gen Z, and Mikey Day is waiting to see how his mom is, because she's in a hospital. And then it's literally just everyone talking in Gen Z speak, you know, like, I, I stand you. That's really iconic. And it's just, yeah. it's literally just a barrage of Gen Z lingo. And the sketch, and that's it. The sketch doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't es- escalate. There's no twist. It's just a bunch of Gen Z lingo in this sketch, and it it drags. It really drags. I I just could not help but keep thinking, like, you know, of all the sketches that must have been written over the course of the week, this is what they decided to lead off the show with. This is the first sketch of the night. I was just like, oh. So, I mean, any hopes I had were really just kind of evaporating at this point. Yeah, and this sketch was written by Michael Che and Gary Richardson, and they're good. So I don't know. I mean, this was I don't know. This this was probably just like a maybe like a rejected sketch they just wrote on the fly, or I, this was this sketch. I don't know, man. This sketch was like something that like a brand new improv group would do, like in their first year. Uh, yeah, like it was it was really like elementary shit. It was. And like, I mean, like I said, like it's a, you can have a sketch where it's a very simple premise, and that's fine. But usually, when the premise is super simple, then it's up to the cast to like elevate it and make it better or do something with it. And the cast, again, the cast really didn't seem that into it. Like it seemed like everybody was just kind of rushing through it just to get it, just to get it over with. Uh, yeah. And so when you have that, and then you have Elon Musk, who's not a performer, who was kind of trying, but again, he's yeah. not a performer, so him trying isn't that great and like it's, it's, it's it was just, awkward it's a sketch where no one's doing any of the heavy lifting really it's just like the writing isn't there the acting isn't there it it drags and it's just i was just like my god this is so it sounds like you really liked it yeah <laughs> two thumbs up way up but yeah this i think i just wrote ugh because yeah I'm... yeah I, I just wrote holy fuck this is what they decided to lead off with in all caps yeah like i was just i was just pretty horrified by this sketch this yeah, was bad yeah this is just an embarrassment i, I mean i i'm sorry to say this sketch was like you yeah you 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 i don't i don't i really don't understand how anybody could like this sketch because it's really it's, it's objectively bad yeah, and you know, and it's just it's just kind of insulting and stereotypical to uh, Gen Zers out there. Uh, yeah, was this I'm for just... was this for Gen Zer? Did guys, if you're a Gen Zer and you like this guy, let me know. Did it just did it? Connect? Yeah, did you get a kick out of this? Did this? Did you stand it? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh... Um, All right. Yeah, this is going to be. We actually had a pre-tape. Uh, Every conversation you've had with people you haven't seen since quarantine started. Uh, it's just basically people at a party having awkward conversations after more than a year under quarantine with people they haven't seen in a long, long time. 
Right. And uh, you, so you, they have the conversations and then you see the inner dialogue about what they're really thinking where like, you'll see uh, Beck and Kate talk be like, Hey, I haven't seen you in forever. How you been? How's you, how's your quarantine? Then you hear Beck say in his mind, who are, I, I don't know who this person is. Who are you? Right. And uh, I don't know. It kind of reminded me of a not as good version of um, the Joe Montana sketch with the, the honest guy. Where you hear the uh, inner, it didn't really remind me of that, but I guess I can see that comparison. Where you hear their inner monologue, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and that's pretty. Again, it's another sketch where the premise is super simple, super thin. So it's kind of up to the the uh, the cast members to elevate it. But I, I don't. Does does they? I guess they tried in this one, but there's, there's nowhere. There's no one. Nowhere really to go with this. Like they don't do anything new. There's no real twists. There's no doesn't elevate or go anywhere. It's just like people talking and thinking to themselves, I don't know who this person is. Oh, I'm so awkward. And at one point we have Chris Red talk to Ego and Chris Red is trying is hitting on Ego and Ego's like, Oh, this this guy does know he's my cousin, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of hitting on her, not realizing that she's his cousin. Or or not he can't remember for sure if she's his cousin or not. Um we we had uh Beck talking to uh kate saying like oh yeah now you know i'm gonna be extra cautious and then he immediately like wipes his nose and then puts his hand in the the bowl of mixed nuts um of course horrifying um i i thought this was all right i i didn't mind this yeah i think i I thought it was fine after gen z yeah this was this one was okay but it's again it didn't really go anywhere I, in any other show, I I, I would like this fine. Yeah, this mm. this was all right. This I didn't find it objectionable. It wasn't heinous. It was it was all right. Okay. Uh, next up, we got the Uli show. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an Icelandic character that um, Chloe Feynman actually debuted a few months ago in a sketch for the uh, during the SNL at Homes. There was a she did that commercial for the Airbnb with a woman who was living with the person from Iceland who was Uli. Yeah. So now the Uli character has her own uh, television show in Iceland. That's, um, yeah, on, on Icelandic public television because she's Iceland's number one social media star. Um, she's famous because she had a tit pop out at Prince Andrew's funeral and she says, luckily it was my good tit. So, and then like a few months later, she has her own show. That's that's how showbiz works, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this... Uh, and and so we have Chloe as her Uli character, Mikey Day as like her her sidekick guy, right? Uh, a lot of people were saying we're comparing this to the old Mike Myers sketch Sprockets. It kind of does have some Sprockets vibes to it. Honestly, I thought this felt like something that uh, Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph would have done back in the day. Hmm, interesting. Like they they seem to do like a lot of those kind of weird hipster things um i can't remember the names of the characters but uh, they they had you know odd unpronounceable names and uh so it sort of reminded me of their sort of thing we had we had elon musk as her producer ragnarok (laughs) i was uh and he's declaring his love for uli and we find out over the course of the sketch that he's her cousin um yeah 
so we we have we have two sketches in a row with people wanting to fuck their cousins. That's kind of weird. Yeah, like uh, somebody in that writer's room definitely has, has some issues. But I, I read on like the YouTube comments for this sketch. Apparently, that is a problem in Iceland because, like the the population so small that lots of people are related to each other. So they actually do have an app to see if you are actually cousins with somebody. Oh Lord, really? Yeah, uh, apparently, according to this YouTube comment. So, oh, I did not know that. I, I did not research it further than that, but I was, but I was like, oh, okay. Well, apparently, that's a thing. Okay, all right. Well, I, I guess you could make the argument, and it works there. But still, the conversation post quarantine, they still had to put in like a cousin humping joke. Still, that was like, yeah. Weird. I mean, it's it's a weird theme to run through a show. Yeah, <laughs> the th- the theme for this Mother's Day show. Cousin fucking. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I was just like, oh, okay. Um, you know, it's it's weird that we put that into two sketches. Is is one of the writers working through something? I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it seems like that. Uh, somebody should really take that writer's side and be like, hey, dude, are you all right, man? Are you... <laughs> is everything okay at home? Um, <laughs> I'm not welcome back home. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's what's going on there? Uh, so the guests on this talk show, we had we had Kate McKinnon as Frances McDormand. Who says she's there to buy more gray sack dresses? Uh, pretty good Francis McDormand impression, I thought. Yeah, not bad. It's all right. Yeah. Um, Pete Davidson did a Steve Buscemi, who yeah, who he worked with in King of Staten Island. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. That that was all right, I guess. And uh, uh, that was interesting to see. It's it's interesting to see uh, uh, Pete kind of spread his wings a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have Melissa Villasenor doing a. Pretty solid Bjork impression. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm happy to see her get on any impressions because she's really good. Did you ever actually uh side note? Uh listeners, if you haven't seen her Melissa V Senor do her hosting thing at the Independent Spirit Awards, I would mm-hmm. I would recommend you check the clips on YouTube because she does some really good spot on impressions that really make me wish that they would incorporate them in SNL more. Like of uh, what there was one sketch where it's uh, Melissa V. Senor kind of Zoom chatting past hosts to get advice on how to host the Independent Spirit Awards. And we see Melissa do an impression of John Mulaney, which she has done on SNL. Mm-hmm. We see her Sarah Silverman, which is really good. That needs to be on SNL more. And she has a Kate McKinnon impression that's pretty damn solid. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'd like to see those. Yeah, like, guys, watch. Go on uh, YouTube and watch that. Kate McKinnon, Melissa Villasenor, like you see, it's like, oh, that's really solid. Why isn't that on SNL more? Because it's really good. Like, but uh, I don't know for some reason, it's just, it just ain't on there. Uh, hmm. On okay. SNL, and uh, also check out uh, her Kristen Wiig impression. She actually does a pretty good Kristen Wiig impression. And she actually kind of went viral a little bit because she was uh, on Seth Meyers' show promoting the uh, Independent Spirit Awards, and uh, she went into her Kristen Wiig, and Seth was like. Nerd. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that when she guest starred on uh, on on Light Night with uh, Seth Meyers. Yeah, like Seth was like unnerved by how good it was. You can see. Yeah, him. and uh, oh, she also does like a really good Anna Navarro and uh, Natalie Portman impression too, which are all really solid. And and also her mother. And her mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Cold open. <laughs> Going back to that. She, she did an impression of her own mother. I know. So it's like, God, God, she does all this shit, and you can't figure out how to. Put it in the on on the show on SNL like I uh, yeah all right well uh yeah so Uli uh you know 
watch Melissa Villasenor's uh, YouTube clips. That's my that's my that's my review of the Uli sketch. Yeah, um, th- this this felt like you know one they had a really tough time integrating Elon into it. You know, he seemed kind of extraneous to the sketch. Yeah, exactly. That's so. I mean, that's why I was saying like, why have him in the sketch if they're like forcing him in? And so I want to just yeah. not have him in it. Cut the fat and then like. Well, kind of I mix mean, them. you, you want to include the host in the sketches. I I get that. Yeah. I mean, it just it just seemed like he wasn't really integrated. He was kind of off to the side doing his own thing. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, you don't have to have him in every sketch. I mean, when Dave Chappelle hosted, he wasn't in every sketch. He was in like two sketches, and like the rest was just the cast, and it was fine. The sketches were better for it. But uh, I, I'm salty today. Good lord, I'm. I'm my dander's up. I, I, I apologize. It, it is. It is. Your your dander is up much oh, higher than I know. Normal. I'm on fire tonight. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm flame on. Um, okay. So, well, next we had a uh, pre-taped sketch called Murder Durder um, with Kate McKinnon as a grizzled lady detective with a very specific accent. Uh, uh, premise of this was just we've we've had murders in other cities like New York, Chicago, and Boston, and now we have a murder in a city in Pennsylvania with very specific whites. Exactly. Uh, so this is basically a spoof of the uh, show Mayor of Easttown, which I, I haven't seen yet, but I, I hear a lot of people love it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's like a very, like you said, specific accent. So Because I guess the show takes place in Pennsylvania, probably outside of Philly or something like that. And, um, you know, the Pennsylvanias, they do have that, you know, speech uh, way of speaking. Like the, you know, like pe- people in Boston have, you know, Pock the Cat and Harvard Yad. Uh, Pennsylvanians apparently talk like murder and dirt. My, where's my dirter? Yeah. She got murdered in the war in the water. Like, uh, I mean, I haven't been to Pennsylvania that many times to catch that, but I guess it is a thing. This was kind of like defining the Pennsylvania accent in the same way that the movie Fargo defined like the Minnesota accent. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you betcha. You know, like nobody had really pegged what the accent was beforehand, but, uh, yeah. Um, again, this was okay. I, I thought this was, this was fine. Um, I think the cast was having fun with it. I was really impressed with the production values on it. Yeah. It was shot really well. It, like, it looked just like the, uh, mayor of Easttown show from mm-hmm. like, from what I've seen in commercials, like it was really shot well, it was acted well. And of course, uh, you know, I, I did get a kick out of, uh, one visual gag where the, where the detectives were looking at the like board of suspects, and then you see yeah. like, you see pictures of uh, Rocky Balboa, Questlove, and Tina Fey. Yeah, yeah, uh, I was very amused by the Tina Fey thing in particular. Yeah. So yeah, so it's basically just like them going through a lot of Pennsylvania, Philly, you know, tropes like uh, like gritty the the uh, the mascot from uh, the Philadelphia Flyers running through the woods, the Philly fanatic, uh, mm-hmm. Wawa hoagies, and all things Philly. Was kind of sprinkled throughout this thing. Yeah, this 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 was fine. I think this was probably the best thing they had in the show. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. And just because you know, just saying, you know, where's my dirter? She got murdered down by the water. Like I don't know, just babble nonsense words. Kind of, it does yeah. it does amuse me a little bit. I will admit that. Uh huh. Because uh-huh. sometimes I'm a child. What can I say? Yep. <laughs> my dirter got murdered by the water. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, words are fun. So it was cute. Didn't it didn't go on too long either. So yeah, that that, 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 was nice. that helped too. And Elon Musk was in it, but like just at the very tail end, and his part was yeah. kind of short. So like, 
the less Elon Musk, the better. That's what I say. Yes, yes. Um, so next we had our musical guest for the episode. Uh, we had Miley Cyrus singing Without You with Kid Leroy. Uh, yeah, and later on she did uh, another song. Plastic Hearts. Plastic Hearts. Uh, I had to look up the Kid Leroy because I literally have never heard of him until today. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently he's like some 17-year-old rapper, producer, singer from Australia. And like, um, it seems like he's kind of, you know, tearing up the charts as it were. He's like, he's like done like mixtapes and he's done like a lot of, you know, production work and uh, collabs as the kids say out here in these streets with like a bunch of other uh, artists. So I guess he's on the come up. He's like the hot new thing. And uh, yeah, both performances I thought were all right. You know, nothing, uh, nothing to really write home about. Um, I would disagree. Ooh, <laughs> all right, and, um, it was yeah. worse than all right. Yeah, v- uh, very much so by several or- orders of magnitude. Oh wow, <laughs> I was I was being nice. All right, like I said, I do not like her voice. Um, you know, my my note on the first number was "Holy fuck, this is horrible." Make them stop. Um, wow. and my note on the second number was "I hate her fucking nasal voice." So it's I will yeah I will admit her voice is very. Like I said earlier, it's it's an acquired taste. It's like uh, it's it's not for everybody, but a lot of people seem to like it, and I'm I'm a little baffled. And those it. people are wrong. Yeah, it's weird. It's like people who really love, you know, I don't want to say Bob Dylan, but like somebody like a singer who has like a very weird, maybe off-putting voice that a yeah. lot of people like, but it's still a lot of people are just like, why do you like, you know, that voice or or what, yeah. what, what is that about? Um, I, I didn't take too many notes about this performance. They were, they were both, I thought, serviceable. Uh, will, will, not you, will you give I, me serviceable? Or were they serviceable? No. Damn. <laughs> no, they were horrible. <laughs> Full stop. They were horrible. Damn, son. They were awful. I do not like her. I do not want to see her on the show again. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I do not like Miley Cyrus. Woo! All right. Uh, 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 all right. Uh, weekend update. <laughs> weekend update. Um, started out with an update on the uh, the Chinese rocket, which apparently uh, crashed in the Indian Ocean just shortly before the show. And they're saying, so that's why Elon is hosting. He needed an alibi. So mm. oh, that was cute. Yeah, I thought that was okay. Um, yeah, as far as the jokes go on the weekend update, I thought they were all right. There was one part, uh, you probably caught it too, where... Where, Te- where Che told a, a few jokes that that was it was really interesting the way uh, this went down. Uh, so basically, it started off with uh, Michael T- Che telling this one joke about South Carolina, where apparently now in South Carolina they're adding the firing squad to its execution methods. Mm-hmm. And Che said, "I think it's nice that now the police are going to execute someone after they're found guilty." Yeah, awkward silence throughout the entire audience. It was like, yeah, that did that that joke did not go over in a big way. And then the next joke was him talking about how the police found a million dollars worth of meth at a couple's home. And for those that don't know, this is what a million dollars worth of meth looks like. It's a shot of the uh, Capitol rioters. Thunderous applause. Yeah, they love it. And it's like, wow, Che really kind of went through both ends of the spectrum right there. Yeah, yeah, that was that was, uh, that, that was something else. That was weird. I was like, "Wow, all right." 
ups and ups and downs, like a like a like a like a merry-go-round. Yep. Uh so yeah, so as far as the jokes go for uh, Che and Joe, so I thought they were okay. Um, so our first weekend update uh, segment desk uh, piece, we had uh, Ego Nuodum playing Pauline, who's a uh, or a weary mother in her darkest hour. So um, yeah, so basically it's she plays like a mom who took her kids to Disneyland, and you know you you probably seen them if ever if ever you gone to a amusement park, just a mom who's just like worn down, haggard, exhausted, and just like done with it all. But she does it because she loves her kids. Yeah, um, uh, this was all right. I th- I thought it went on too long. Oh yeah, a little bit. I mean, I will say this. I mean, as far as the night goes, this might have been the most enjoyable thing for me for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I like the murder dirter, but like I thought, you know, I you know I'm a big fan of Ego, and she she was really trying here in this in this sketch because I think she maybe I don't know if she knew, but like there was a vibe that everybody was kind of phoning it in a little bit, but she was like really kind of giving it her all in this sketch where it's like talking about how she's exhausted and tired. Uh, At one point it goes into her kids and she kind of says that the kids are Michael Chase at one point, which I thought Mm -hmm. was kind of funny. Uh, You know, her kids called CJ stands for Che Jr. And Che is like, wait, so they're named Che Jr. Che? It's like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I thought there there was some good stuff here. I, I thought this that was, was cute. Okay. Yeah, I thought this that was, was cute. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, as always, I love Ego. So, like, I, I thought this was all right. Um, mm-hmm. Next up, we had another deck segment. Um, the host, Elon Musk, playing uh, Lloyd Ostertag, who is a financial expert for Weekend Update, and he explains cryptocurrency. And um, yeah, yeah, this this really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, you know, it's just uh, uh, Che and just asking him over and over. So, what is what is Dogecoin? And and then him ultimately admitting, "Oh yeah, it's a hustle." Yeah, I don't know. It's still part of me felt like this was like a. So I looked up uh, Doge... like it was promoting it. Yeah, it did. It felt like an infomercial. It felt like yeah. I mean, yeah, he was making fun of it, but at the same time, he was kind of promoting it. Like at one point. Uh, they, they kind of he even says, "Oh, you can call me the Doge Father," which I guess is like an online thing. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, El, uh, Che kind of stepped on his lines for a little bit there, but uh, yeah, you know, Elon Musk says, "Oh, call me the Doge Father," and you hear a few people in the audience be like, "Yeah," because I guess they were waiting for him to say. I, I guess there were some Elon Musk bros in the audience. Yeah, some muskrats, as I like to call them. And yeah. like, yeah, they were waiting for him to say that. So I guess you know, this Dogecoin thing can get more exposure. And uh, so it was, so basically the whole sketch is... But apparently, like, over the course of the show last night, they went way down. They dropped, like, 30%. Yeah. Like, I look, I'm not a financial expert. I don't know how money works. I don't know how, you know, I mean, you you, you know, if you've, seen, if you've seen me and how I dress, you know I don't know how money uh, mm-hmm. works or how it happens. But yeah, to, to see that kind of dip after just mentioning it on, on the TV, on a on a show like that, I was like, "Wow, that's uh that's uh, interesting." That that was weird. Um, I know. Yeah, I, I didn't think much of that. I, I was one thing that really just uh, stuck out to me was during Colin's segment of it. I was amazed by how horribly placed his cue cards were because he had to look off in the opposite direction of where he was speaking to to look at the cue cards, and it just it was really obvious. And I was just like. 
why didn't they give him the cue cards on the other side so he could be like facing the people he was talking to? Yeah, they make it look, you know, natural. Yeah. Uh, so I also looked it up what Dogecoin was. And according to Wikipedia, it's a cryptocurrency created by software engineers Billy Marcus and Jackson Palmer, who decided to create a payment system that is free from traditional banking fees. Dogecoin features the face of the Shiba Inu dog from the Doge meme as its logo and namesake. It was introduced on December 6, 2013, and quickly developed its own online community, reaching a market capitalization of $85 billion, blah, 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 on May 5th, 2021. So it it sounds like fake money that like... Yeah, that's my understanding of it. That they, like somebody's make... That somehow become like a real thing, like a real life boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, throughout the sketch, yeah, Che keeps... It sounds like a thing that's just going to crash horribly and leave lots of people with nothing to show for it. Yep. It, it, it's because And I know people have said, oh no, I've checked the numbers, I've checked the facts and figures. It's real, it's a real thing. But I'm like, I don't know, dude. This is it. It just, just seems like, like, like I said, like something made up out of thin air that they're just giving it some legitimacy and saying it's a thing. Yeah. And I don't know, like, yeah. and it's weird. Like people who believe that this is real but ha- don't think you know vaccines are real. They want to see the science. Yeah. It's like, dude, I, dude, you're weird. I don't know about you, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I slowly walk away from them. Yes, I think that is a good reaction to have. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as this segment goes, yeah, it did kind of rub me the wrong way. It's, it felt like an infomercial, like they were trying to sell it, even though they did kind of save it by saying, yeah, it's a hustle. It's still, I was still yeah. like, mm, I don't know. It's, yeah, but but he also goes like, oh, well, it's the future of currency and it's going to be the new economy. And yeah. Yeah. And our, our final uh Weekend update segment. Uh, we we had Kyle Mooney back as Baby Yoda because we just had Star Wars Day, the the May the Fourth be with you thing. Yeah, but is that so, is that enough reason to bring him back? No, yeah. no, it is not. Yeah, uh, did, did, was anyone clamoring for him to come back as Baby Yoda for the third fucking time? No, no one, no one likes this. As far this was like the third time, right? This might have been like the fourth or fifth. It's he's oh good lord. He's done it a number of times, but it's yeah. Ah, uh, dude, this I, I mean, it's painful. I, yeah, painful. You like? I mean, well, first of all, the makeup job is very disturbing to look at. Like I've said before, he looks like that, and also like he's jacked now. They gave him like muscular arms, which just made him more disturbing to look at. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, he looks like that woman in the radiator and in an eraser head. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just like a disturbing look, and so now his gimmick is like he's like this jacked up bro with like a you know like an OnlyFans page, and he's getting swole, he's getting into MMA, and he wants to beat up Baby Groot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wait, right, yeah, this is Kyle Mooney's fourth appearance as Grogu. I'm looking up right now, and it's just it it, it goes nowhere. Just, just stop. Just stop, you guys. Yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere, and it's just like these jokes don't yeah, hit. Yeah. We, we did not need to see this again. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is this was a thing. Yeah. So, uh, pretty weak weekend update, I thought overall. Yeah. Uh, speaking of weak and things, we got Wario. 
Wario. This uh, this had the video game character Luigi from you know Mario Brothers. He's on trial for the death of his brother Mario, and it has uh, Elon Musk as Wario, the evil Mario. And he's saying he's not evil. He's just misunderstood. Yeah. And uh, Mikey Day is playing his defense attorney, and he he has several quotes from the Mario Wiki. You know, and he's like, "Oh, these are all real." And I was just like, "Okay, so you know, one of the writers was going on the Mario Wiki at like three in the morning when he was blocked for an idea for a sketch." Yeah, that's really it. <laughs> that's that's basically what I got out of this one. I was just like, "Okay, so this is what this this writer or writers did when they were completely dry this week." Yeah, and uh, again, this sketch of you could you could feel. I mean, some of the cast members are they're trying to do something with it. But it's it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, we see um, Elon Musk's real life wife uh, Grimes in this sketch as Princess Peach. Oh, that's who it was. That's, okay, that's I was who. Like, I don't recognize this person. Who is this? Yeah, I thought it's it was Miley. Yeah, I thought it was, I don't think that's a cast member. For a minute, I thought it was Chloe, but yeah, no, it, yeah. it was uh, Grimes. Uh, oh, okay. Who is also not a. I mean, no, I think she's a singer, so she is. She's a, a musician of some kind, yeah. Yeah, but still, her acting was a uh, uh, little choppy. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, and we we find out that Luigi was uh, sleeping with Princess Peach, Mario's wife, and he's like sexting her, and you know we see like a blurred out dick pic, and they're using the like the power up sound effect. Yeah, that was oh, so and uh, so, you know, hey, for anyone who would was wanting to think about what Luigi getting a heart on was like, you now have this sketch. That's right. You just, your erotic fan fiction just got a whole lot easier to write. And, uh, at the very end, we have, uh, Pete Davidson come in as Andrew Cuomo. And he's like, Oh yeah, me, me and Wario, we're just two misunderstood Italian Americans. And that, I mean, at, at least it was a weird twist. out of nowhere ending. At least it was a twist in this. I'll give it that. But also if you notice that, uh, it seemed like towards the end, like Pete Davidson was supposed to come in, but it looked like he missed his cue. There was like a he came in kind of late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was there was an awkward silence there. Yeah, there was like a really long pause, and then like when he went in, he was like there was like another pause. I guess he was waiting for his cue cards to come up. It was it was pretty it was pretty rudimentary. It was pretty like oh, I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. But I mean, I will give it a little bit of credit for at least having something different happen in this sketch and having that little you know. Anti-defamation. I mean, yeah, Luigi uh, sexting and having uh, a heart on. It's you know, well, that's that's something different. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, not good. well, no, I mean, like by different, I meant like at the end where they have Andrew Cuomo yeah. come in and it'd be like, oh, it's part of the anti-defamation league against Italians. At least that's yeah. at least that's something. But it was still, it was it was not enough to save. This. Yeah, this was, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, and, um, speaking of, and speaking of who, boy. Yeah. Christ <laughs> uh, we had another pre-tape. This was uh, Chad on Mars, uh, bringing back nobody's favorite character, Pete Davidson's Chad. I mean, he's literally the only recurring SNL character that the show has now. There really isn't. But I mean, th this is what we got coming. I. Oh, um, I, our, our our friend uh, uh, from the SNL stats. He posted, I, I guess, because he got word from the from the dress rehearsal show that uh, yeah, Chad, there's going to be a Chad sketch, and I was like, 
please, I'm already dreading this show enough. And then he, he when the sketch came up, I was just like, I hate you. <laughs> um, just like Falcon told the Winter Soldier, I hate you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, Chad's on Mars. He's he's on a colony on Mars, but the solar storms caused damage to the colony. So somebody has to go out on a suicide mission to turn the life support on. And he has to drain out the CO2 and put and turn on the oxygen. Uh, and Elon Musk is in there playing himself, running the mission. Right. Uh, uh, also, Miley Cyrus is in this sketch. As Yeah, yeah, she's a technician who's having Chad's baby. Yeah, so that's a thing. Um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, at the end, Chad just takes his helmet off and his head explodes. And Elon Musk says, well, I did say people were going to die. I was never here. And then he leaves. leaves. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a Chad sketch. It sucks. I mean, yeah, it it's shot nice. It looks pretty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the production values were good. But yeah, it just. I mean, again, what? I, I don't understand why they keep bringing back this character. It's I, I, do people? I don't see too many. I don't see like a huge clamoring for Chad. Like it's not no. just me. I'm not just being salty. I, I don't see people saying, "Oh, all right, a Chad sketch, rad." Like I don't see that. Like the yeah. people are just like, oh, a chat sketch. All right. Like yeah. it's. I mean, and again, I guess it's, it's him just saying, okay, 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 just being kind of going through life. And I mean, he's he's more or less indifferent to anything. So the sketches never really go anywhere. Yeah, and it seems like they've included yeah. this new thing where they kill him off at the end of sketches now because at the we last saw Chad yeah. in the Adele episode where he died. And mm -hmm. this is another sketch where he dies at the end, like uh, Kenny in South Park. So, like, I'm wondering, oh, is this a new thing now? We just kill him off at the end of every sketch? Uh, I, I just, uh, I, dude, I was, I was, I, I just know whenever they bring up a Chad sketch, I'm like, oh, really? fucking really? Like, I, I was struggling. This was, yeah, like, this I, was... I was trying, I was trying to find some gold in this. I was mining for it, and I just. I, yeah, I, I, just, I just came up empty. You, you got some fool's gold there. Yeah, fool's gold, boy. Uh, and we reached man. the end, mercifully, of this show. Yeah, with a cowboy standoff. Cowboy standoff. It's a western sketch. Cal uh, Mooney is he's a guy named Earl. He's just been shot by the Pearl River Gang, and uh, everybody else is like, they're they're like, let's get together and form a posse and go after them. And Elon Musk is playing a guy who says, well, what if we instead tuttle into the earth to come up underneath them? Yeah, because he's a weird genius cowboy who has an electric horse. And then they cut to a horse being plugged into a Tesla uh, out yeah. outlet. And yeah. Get it? Because this is what Elon Musk is really like. So let's. Yeah. So he's he's playing a cowboy who has all these Elon Musk type ideas. And I don't know. This. This was a weird sketch. Didn't really work. Yeah, there's one there's one point that kind of bugged me where they even make a joke talking about how Elon Musk is. Like, he's always been like, or the cowboy version of whoever he is. They said like, yeah. oh, well, you know, he's always been a wild card. Remember how he didn't like going into the bank robbery wearing a mask because he didn't like wearing masks? And uh -huh. then Elon, and the cowboy Elon says, uh, you know, I wasn't crazy about wearing masks, but now I thought they were okay. Which, of course, is a nod to his... COVID-19 comments last year, him saying how the whole thing was a hoax and he wouldn't wear masks. So like, they put in 
a joke about him being in like a anti or a COVID denier last year in this yeah. sketch, and that just left a not great taste in my mouth. That was like, yeah, oh. yeah, uh, it's not a great thing to just make into a joke. Like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Uh, you know, it ends. But the sketch ends with Cecily singing, so that's nice. Yeah, I did. I did like where you know, like Cecily's playing like this showgirl like uh type type lady uh lady of the evening i guess you would say and and she's like wait why don't you come upstairs with me elon musk's character and he says well you know while i am flattered uh the overwhelming odds are that you have syphilis which means that you are good at your job which is a prostitute um and she she takes that as a compliment (laughs) it's like oh thank you yeah uh yeah and um but yeah, this sketch was I was like, oh boof. This yeah. this is God damn it. I Weak one to end it with. I mean it was a very weak show overall. Yeah, like I I mean usually I try to find like uh you know some gold at the end in, in the end of this rainbow where I try I try to be as positive as I can and mm-hmm. I try to be as objective as I can with all these episodes. Yeah. But yeah, this Guys, I, this episode was not good. Like, I can't imagine anybody saying this episode was good in any capacity because it was objectively not a good episode. The writing wasn't there. I remember seeing somebody on um, Twitter saying, like, oh, the the uh, the writing staff will probably just hand in rejected sketch and really just kind of phone it in. And God damn it, that's exactly what they did. That's what it felt like <laughs> what they did in this episode. Like, everything felt phoned in. Like, I mean, I can't say that it was all Elon's uh, fault and yeah. why this episode was bad just because the writing really wasn't there either. Well, I mean, to be fair, he's got to be a tough guy to write for because, you yeah. know, he's not a performer. He's not. But, yeah, it, it was not a good show. We weren't expecting it to be a good show, and it was not. It was it was a very, very bad show. It met it was... all of our low, low, low expectations. It was it was no good, very bad, horrible. It was uh yeah, I, I, I gotta go full Zoidberg on this one. You know, that yeah. was bad and you should feel yeah. bad. I yeah, like uh I mean as far as I mean, I did, I really didn't like any I mean if I had to to pick a favorite sketch of the night, I, yeah. maybe the murder dirter. I got a few chuckles out of that. Um, I thought murder dirter and the conversations the post-COVID conversations were, were, were both all right. Yeah. I, I thought those were both okay. Yeah. And I think in another show, they would have been fine. Yeah, I could and, see that. Um, uh, nothing else. Uh, I, there was nothing else I liked, man. The cold open was sweet. I thought that was sweet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to see, you know, everybody's mothers and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, I, I still like Ego Nwodum's desk piece. But yeah, other than that, everything else was just doo-doo. Yeah, it just. I'm sorry. I got. I gotta call. We gotta call like we see it, people. We we don't. You didn't know. I mean, we yeah. We gotta be honest and try. Right. Yeah. You didn't come here for the sugar coated. You know what you want to hear. You're here for the truth. We we give you the real. We didn't. We're not here to make friends. <laughs> no. No. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, this was. I mean, it just felt. It's like I said. Like it just felt like this. This whole show was kind of made to make. Elon Musk look good or more relatable and to yeah. sort of pitch his Doja coin things. It, it felt, I don't know, it felt kind of, you know, dirty 
in a in a way. Just yeah, swing and a mess, man. Yeah, that's it. Just boof. Uh, so that's that's our that's our take on it. Um, and uh, yeah, we put out on Twitter as we always do. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I I put up the uh, Maron gif about it. Yes, and uh, yeah, we got some tweets about it. So um, uh, our good friend Mike Mike E just sent mm-hmm. us a tweet saying, "Wow, this was a rough one." Can't remember the last time we had a host in every sketch, including the pre-tapes, the cold open, and weekend update. I've literally just finished the episode and can't remember anything apart from seeing Gritty from, you know, the Philly, from uh, the Flyers, which is, uh-huh. which I guess isn't a good thing. And uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was a very forgettable episode. Uh, yeah, our, yeah. Our good friend Ruby the Rube says, I didn't watch, but judging from everyone's reactions, I didn't miss much. If the Keegan-Michael Key episode turns out to be really good, there's going to be some real embarrassment in having a Mad TV cast member come right the ship. Um, I guess. I don't I don't really think of Keegan-Michael Key as a Mad TV cast member anymore because, you know, that show hasn't been a thing in a very long time. If anything, I, I consider him a Key and Peele guy. That's true. But, I, but I mean, Mad TV is really kind of where he got his start his feet with but he but, yeah but i, I, but, but I, I mean keen Peele's where he made his name you know I'll, I'll agree with that yeah he really did blow up after key and Peele. oh yeah you know what i'll give you that i'll give you that yeah uh, uh don fardo says um i will admit elon did better in the previous recorded segments probably because he had the benefit of multiple takes and also because he portrayed himself in one of them yes uh he, he also says better than the trump episode but not by much uh glad elon didn't really take himself too seriously with any luck, it'll be forgotten in a couple of years, I'm sure. Looking forward to keying it, Michael P- Key. And then he uh, hashtags A-A-Ron. Oh, so, uh, okay. Yeah, A-A-Ron. Where are you? Uh, yeah. Who else do we have? Oh, uh, John An- An- Ananias? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be catching up with this one on Hulu. So a general question. Should the role of SNL host be limited to performers over the years? We've had some surprisingly fun episodes hosted by politicians or athletes, but is the show all around better off sticking with entertainers? And he put an asterisk next to politicians saying, surprisingly fun episodes hosted by politicians do not include a certain 90-minute incident in November 2015. That's, we, we will not speak of that. Yeah. Um, uh, so what are your thoughts? Is it, is it just can only entertainers host or what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I prefer it to primarily be entertainers, like, you know, actors and musicians and all that, because I, I think they do the best. Uh, I don't mind the occasional sports uh, star hosting, and they occasionally do a surprisingly good job. Like, I mean, that 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 uh, uh, Joe Montana sketch, the, you know, I'm very glad to meet them. Um, oh, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. I'll be upstairs masturbating. Um, that's one of my all-time favorite snl sketches right no no it's a fantastic one um yeah and and like you know i mean michael jordan did a pretty good job as i recall right uh i mean as far as sports people's go i think we discussed this on our uh sports episodes go guys go mm-hmm. back in the archives and listen to it um as far as sports people go it is touch and go sometimes it can be really good sometimes they can be not so great uh i think we all agree wrestlers usually make the best sports uh themed hosts because like they're, you know, wrestlers are, you know, it's pretty much half sports, half entertainment anyway. So they're used. To- yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, The Rock, wonderful host. Yeah. John Cena. He was he was solid. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, those guys have some solid acting chops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and, Pete, and they've actually carved out uh, a nice career for themselves. Yeah, dude's peace, dude's gonna be peacemaker now. Exactly. Exactly. I'm really looking forward to seeing John Cena in the Suicide Squad yeah, movie. Yeah, he's like a genuinely uh, funny dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, those guys can both nail a joke, and they both have a ton of charisma. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see uh, Dave Bautista do it if he if they ever asked. Sure, yeah, he would be a great host. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Would, it would be wonderful to see. He's he's a very funny guy. Obviously, Drax yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'm not too nuts about seeing politicians host in general, yeah. uh, because it, it you know one because it's tough to for it not to come off as like some sort of endorsement. Yeah. And also just because they're stiff and awkward and generally not entertaining. Yeah, I would say so. Usually, when like a like a non entertainer, like a politician, has to you know host something like that, it's usually up to the rest of the cast members to kind of like you know lift them up and support them, carry them through the show. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as non entertainers hosting goes, like I don't think it's like a hard and fast rule that it just has to be entertainers hosting. I mean, I'm I think it'd be our. It's okay if you're not an entertainer and you host, but like then. The only thing is, then you kind of have to make it up for your lack of entertaining uh, knowledge with something else. Like maybe, you know, be have, I don't know, comedic timing or, uh, you know, be charismatic or be a little more outgoing. You have to have that certain something where you're able to carry a sketch and you're, you, you, you know, you don't sound as stiff and awkward and robotic as Zuckerberg and, um, you know, Elon Musk did on this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, I mean, I would say that. Or, or sometimes, even if you are stiff and robotic, then you, sometimes what works is when the writers know that and then they write like a sketch are based on that or are able to write to that. Because like the Joe Montana sketch where it's just him saying, I'm, I'm very happy to meet them. I'm, I'll be upstairs to masturbate. They're, they're kind of right. writing to his style of speak and kind of knowing he's not a normal or natural performer. So they're kind of writing around his strengths or just to his like maybe stilted type of speech and whatnot. Like I, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not totally against non entertainers hosting, but you know, all I ask is that you're just a little engaging and entertaining in some other way to, to, yeah. you know, just so, just so the whole cast isn't really doing all the heavy lifting and you're able to carry the show and, and, and whatnot. Yeah, that's my TED talk. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, right. Because like, I also dealt. I also did feel like because his energy was so off, the rest of the cast was kind of off with their energy too. Mm-hmm. You know, like like his like his energy, his awkward energy, kind of affected everybody else around him. And I also uh, yeah. also somebody also pointed out on Twitter, um, Ad Bryant was in the cold open, not really in the rest of the show. And the yeah, cold yeah. open was the only part. I think I only saw Andrew Dismukes in the conversations pre-tape too. Yeah, like we, we didn't even see him with his mother, and I don't know if that's just because you know maybe his mother wasn't available or is no longer with us or or what, or if he right. had some sort of moral objection. Right, but uh, I don't know. It, I think it was weird because like eighty was in the cold open, and the cold open was the one thing that Elon wasn't in. So part of mm-hmm. me is like, hmm, interesting. I wonder if that's like a. I uh, yeah. I mean, when when stuff like that happens, it's tough to know if that's if that was by design, if that was intentional, or if that's just how it happened that week. Like you know, maybe she had lots of other stuff that just all happened to get cut. 
We don't know. That is true. Oh, also a uh, side note. Um, 80s uh, final season of her show Shrill just came out uh, recently as well, so you can watch yeah, it too. Yeah, she she got in a she had her mom give a little plug in that. Yeah, that so. was nice. I was like, oh, always be closing. Yep. Uh, but yeah, did we have any, any other tweets about uh? Uh, I, that I think that might have been about it. Yeah. Oh, wait, actually, uh, no. Marathi said, uh, Miley Cyrus needs to ditch her music label. They chose the weakest song for the first song. And the second one had a bad sound mixing, which uh, I didn't really notice, but I'm not a sound guy. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, but, uh, yeah, were bad. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, th- there's no way around it, guys. This was just not good. I mean, even, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are people who are like Elon Musk stands who are like, oh, he was amazing. He's fantastic. But like, you're. You're, 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 I mean, you're lying I've to yourself. Some people say like, "Oh, yeah, this this was all right. This exceeded my expectations." And I'm just like, "Really? Like, really? Where were your expectations?" I, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Some people just. I don't. I know. mean, yeah. When somebody's a non-performer, you do have to kind of grade it on a curve. But it's just I can't even grade this on a curve. I just have to grade it on like a a straight flat line, like a. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, then, uh, I, don't know, I guess that's our episode. I'm sorry to end it on such well, a... I mean, come on. Next week, next Keegan-Michael week. Key, people. Now you're talking. Keegan-Michael, I mean, he is somebody who is ferociously talented, a, a great sketch performer, great writer. Um, I mean, he's somebody who easily could have been a cast member at one point. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of glad he wasn't a cast member because he got to do his own thing with Mad TV and Key and Peele. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does and how he messes yeah. with the cast. Yeah, I wonder if he ever if he ever auditioned for SNL. You would think he would have at some point. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Um, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I'm I'm really looking forward to this episode. I mean, this is as like I said, it, it, a man who has a background in sketch comedy and improv. Yeah. So just just by that alone, this is going to be leaps and bounds better than this episode I'm, I'm really looking forward to it like he's he's always super charming he's really quick on his feet and yeah uh i think he's gonna mesh really well with this cast and uh, i mean i'm sure he's there to help promote the show uh he has uh Dune with uh cecily strong but, yeah yeah but uh yeah this is gonna be great uh olivia rodrigo who's a musical guest i don't know much about her i just know she did that song driver's license that they did a sketch around a few episodes back so uh, we'll see how that plays, but um, mm-hmm. either way, this is this is this is this is going to be good. This is we're going to end on a high. Like it's it's going to be our reward for getting through this episode. You yes. know, we're getting this rainbow after walking through the rain. Exactly. That's exactly. Right. There's got to be a morning after. So <sighs> this, uh, yeah. So um, that's our episode, guys. Uh, yeah, and as always, you can follow us on uh, Twitter. At SNL Nerds Show, please like, like, and review, and rate, and subscribe, and all that jazz. Leave a review, a good review. We haven't had one in uh, a minute that we uh, want to read on the air. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, I mean, those really do help, and they they help uh, boost our profile. Uh, if you also want to go on the nonproductive uh, website and uh, donate to the Patreon, that would be really helpful because that does that does help us out uh, quite a bit. Darn tootin'. Yep. And uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Darren Credible. That's D-A-R-I-N Credible. 
Mm-hmm. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Trumbull Comic. That's T R U M B U L L and the word comic. Right. And uh, yeah, that's our episode. We we did it. It's over. Let's just bury this in a box and never speak of it again. Toss, yeah. toss it in the ocean. Let's just let's wipe this from our memories like the uh, Men in Black uh, flashy stick thingy. And yep. let's, let's just move on to bigger and better, greener pastures. Keegan-Michael yeah. Key next week. Hot damn. Keegan-Michael Key. Yas. Yes. Yas, queen. We stand. Yas. Yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to that. You know, it's that's a great thing about SNL is, you know, if you have a bad show, you can always bounce back the next week. And, and we are fully expecting and hoping that to happen next week. So, yeah. You, know, this is- you got the kinks out this week. And uh, next week, I think they're going to be bringing their A A game. The sun will come out tomorrow, people. The sun will come out tomorrow. So we will see you next week. But until then, nerds Nerds out. out! This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.